Welcome to GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how they grew their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the GRIP podcast. I'm Brian Charlesworth. I'm the founder of CSU and the host of the show. And uh, today I'm really excited. This is our 101st show, John. So, uh, you know, we've been around for a little bit Spring was 100. Yeah. Yeah. You're following spring. So cool. So anyway, super excited today, you guys, to have John Sheplak on the Zoom with us and uh, on the show. And John, I don't know what it is out there, but like I hear about you everywhere now. So I don't know what it is you're doing to make a splash in this industry, but I want to learn more about it. So John is the CEO of Real Recruiter, and I think you have a bunch of businesses right now, John. So we're going to learn more about that today. But uh, anyway, welcome to the show. Awesome. It is uh, totally a privilege. Great respect for the, the work that you do. And uh, I get to hear about it all the time from my clients. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, super passionate about this industry, as I know you are. And that's it's fun that just that passion can connect people like us. So, so anyway, John, tell me what's up. Maybe we can just start by just hearing about like, why are you making such a splash in this industry today? Like what's going on with you? Well, you know, I woke up um, in 2002, so 20 years ago, and it was an overnight success as they all are, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, th- I think that, um, you know, two things that, that I would say is, uh, my goodness, it's it's been just getting crystal clear many, many years ago on my path. And, and really staying away from distractions and knowing what my superpower is and knowing where my superpowers are not. And that, that simple thing of consistency, you know, I had a couple of zooms into some teams today and, and, and said to them, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm the guy that's the guru and you know what the guru is going to tell you, be consistent. I, I think it's that, I think it's um, that I come from an actual space of in the trenches and, and had to support my family, chose to support my family based on what I'm coaching as a real estate agent, as a branch manager, and as an executive. And just over time, really fortunate, I say in the end, is with the consistency, bringing practical and applied principles, processes, strategies, and tactics, and, and not really chasing the, um, the next magic bullet, people trusting in me and, and giving me an opportunity. And when those all converge and come together, um, things work out pretty good. So that's, that's all I can call it. Nothing too yeah. magical. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's great. I mean, you said it best, you know, yeah, just this 20 year overnight success. I, I think everyone thinks it's just instant, right? They don't see they don't see the grit and the grind that, that's going on for the 20 years behind the scenes. You remind me a little bit of uh, some of the things I saw on your, on your website. You remind me a little bit of Tim Grover. You know who that is? Yeah, you bet. Wrote the book Winning. Yeah, yeah. Relentless. But sure. Tim, you know, he's, call it a hard ass. I don't know what you want to call it. But he's, you know, he's like, you know what? Don't hire me if this is what you want. And I saw on your site, you're like, hey, don't hire me. Yes. <laughs> for these three things. Let's talk about that. I mean, I love that approach because you're just right. like honest, like if you're not going to do the work, I'm not your fit. Right. R- right. Well, I think that, um, you know, when I look at my background before I got into real estate, I was a bouncer in a teen nightclub and a janitor. And, and I realized that fighting and cleaning toilets really didn't have this inspiring career ahead of me. So, and, and I didn't have a massive education, what I did know is, is that I needed to constantly educate myself. And, and so as I educated myself, you know, I came to understand the business and taking action in the business. But, but then I ran into a mentor in 2000. And at that point in time in my career, what he shared with me is he said, I want you to throw away all of your, your real estate knowledge. I mean, it's never going to go away, but I want you to stay in the space of human behavior and principles. 
He says, because if you can really come to understand human behavior, the only way you can come to understand it is to understand yourself better. You know, so continuing to grow, you know, we talk a lot about personal development, self-help, but, but really going to our deepest of waters. And he challenged me on that. And then, then he challenged me on principles. You know, the, the one thing he taught me was operate, you know, there's two types of, well, there's two types of operators. Only one is a true leader. And the, the true leader is the one that operates from principles, and you may learn a strategy, you may learn a tactic, but if you come back to principles, which are, for lack of better words, are black or white, I mean, this is a principle. I let go of the pen, it's going to drop. If you're constant, then you're going to win. And so then he taught me some, uh, uh, some values along with that. You know, we've, we've heard about what's your mission statement, what are your principles, what are your values? And a lot of people, you know this, well, it's up on the wall and no one even remembers what it says in its college words. But the one thing that, um, that, that he taught me was to show up as you, show up as you. He said, you know, so much of, of marketing today takes us away from who we are. And, and he said, you know, the, the one thing that we all want more permission of is just being ourselves, mm-hmm. and more and more and more. And so, so for me, it was really, really simple to, okay, I can be myself. It's a lot of work. It's already a lot of work as it is and stay in that spot. So, so for me, it was learning those, those principles, learning the principle that he taught me of move towards, move towards conflict for resolution before it comes drama. Well, to, to move towards conflict, you, you have to be straight up with people. You, you can't operate. Well, I like Brian. So I'm going to just kind of not maybe go there. I think it was also part of not being burned. I don't think we've been burned. I mean, you're, you're where you're at with, with mistakes that were classrooms, I would guarantee. Right. right? Yes, for sure. So most I look at it as being burned, but learning that every time that I, that I wasn't just piercing and crystal clear with people and detached from how they choose to feel about it, as long as it was aligned with principles I believed in. I think that was my greatest freedom multiplier in the business. And the second part to that was it's the way that fortunately my avatar, I chose an avatar, a customer, ideal customer was in the top 1%. And you know this, it's, I mean, certainly your, your business is broader scope, but I will tell, I will guarantee the one percenters are honed in on what you provide big time to be able to scale these businesses and they want the truth. And so I've just paid attention to, you know, that's what people want. They want the truth. And, and it's really easy to do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, just one, one thing you said that stands out for me is, I mean, it's, it's being, and I think so many people live in the past or maybe in the future, but being in the present, Right. I see you, I see you on stage. I think you do a phenomenal job of that and you're just in, in the present. So anyway, I love that about you. So you're partnering right now. I know with Dan beer, you just brought in bill pipes, made a big splash. What's going on? Like, what, yeah. what, what are you doing here behind the scenes? Right? Like, what, what sure. is your vision? What is your vision of where this is all going? And what, what excites well, you? Yeah, this is good because, you know, the neat thing about it is it comes down to a foundation, you know, and I share with people my mission statement. My mission statement is to serve, leave, inspire people that want to have a positive life experience as a result of the real estate business. And one thing I'd share with anyone, if you're hearing this and, and, and you know, people said, let's, you know, you got to go to this classroom to learn the mission statement. It goes, you know, sit in a yoga stance for 10 hours on a rock to get your mission statement or whatever. Just make sure it serves the, the greater good. That's been my mission. And so a couple of things, even my, my clients and some of my coaches that work for me, well, what's going on? I'm kind of confused. And you know how us visionaries are. We get way out in front and, and, and then backfill, right? Hey, yeah. you all understand what I'm doing. Here's, here's what I'm doing. Staying in that mission. And then one of my emerging values is, is abundance. It's talked about a lot. And so it's kind of interesting because I've got my Chet Black Live coaching business, which is me coaching, me yeah. speaking, and my coaches. And then wait a minute, you're over here in this agent academy thing. And then you've got a coaching business over there. Gosh, doesn't that dilute your brand? And, and I'm just really not that smart. I just watch people that are, you know, good artists cheat. These are the little things I hold on to. Good artists cheat, great artists copy. You know, I, I share with everyone, you know, 
yes, there's a lot of cliches and quotes that go around, but, but go a little deeper with them and see how can that apply? Well, let's see, how many hotel brands does Hilton have? How many coaches, trainers, and I listen, I coach other coaches right now confidentially, and I say it humbly, I appreciate it confidentially, I want to respect that fact for them with other big coaching companies, right? Because yeah. just there's no secrets, but, but it's like we're all in this same business of, of widening our funnel. And why do we widen our funnel? For money? Mm, no, we do it to impact more people. And if we stay in that, that vision of impacting more people, the money multiplies. And so, so with that mission statement, what I knew, and I went back to what my mentor taught me, he says, your job, John, every day is to replace yourself. If you want to make it as an executive here at Prucal, Nevada, Texas, you need to hire regional managers that make you afraid they'll take your job. That have so much talent that you want to hide them from me, that you want to tell them bad things about our company, right? So they don't even come join us. And so I listened and I did that. Well, I'm just duplicating a couple things. What he taught me there that worked really, really well. We did 15 startup offices, acquisitions total, I think, in, in a two-year time frame, grew the organization exponentially. And I was just a 32, 33-year-old kid. And that was really a vehicle for me to really step out into this coaching space. Well, then I looked at the, um, you know, uh, the hotels. And I think, goodness, I think Hertz and Avis or some of these rental car companies, yeah, they're, they're multiple brands, but it's one company. Right. And, 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 and then I took a look at and said, what he, one thing he taught me says, your job is to replace yourself on a daily basis. Your job is to raise the IQ of the organization every single day. That's how you grow a business. So as you bring these people in, and so I looked at how can I do more? I look at Dan Beer, uh, who'd been a client, you know, for years. Yeah. But a great operator, right. like he really just and and could that compliment me? Um, yeah, I was an operator. I was a GM of our multiple offices and the silos, the recruiting, the training, the technology, the human resource relocation. But with that said, my my superpower is human behavior, growing the, the human beings and moving people into productivity. I've done all those, but then there's Dan that can complement that, and then. Staying, and this is what I share with people. This might be the woo-woo part of the interview, <laughs> but but if you're if you're really true to to you know if you can see it first and then do it, I knew there was a hole. Dan trains his agents really well. He does role play skill practice in his office with his team. I've done. I zoom into some of the top teams in the world. They'll ask me by default, "Hey, listen, you can do sales training, but." But it wasn't excellent. It wasn't excellence like I want. Well, then a bill pipe shows up. So here's what I'd say is um, a couple of things here is, is that's what we're doing. We want to serve people um, so that, that when you see a bill pipes, a bill pipes could pull someone into to an organization and people that have this massive mission that may not come in and get an experience of me. Maybe it's perception that can hold them back. Cause as you said, some people, Ooh, checkbox rough on the edges, right? Um, a Dan beer can open some gateways. And so we are delivering uh, right now. What we feel is, is the top level training playbooks in the areas of, of operating, growing a team or a brokerage super high level, but then now with Bill, we're able to apply pressure in sales strategies and tactics. And we're just going to continue to go forward and serve, lead, inspire people through that path. That's what we got going right now. And it can change by the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I love it. So tell us the difference between your coaching organization, your agent academy, and then Sheplek Live. Yeah, right. So Cheplak Live is, is my brand, my business. And, and so what I've got there is I've got Cheplak Elite Inner Circle. And those are my one-on-ones consist of, well, number one in the world, EXP transactions, number one EXP in the world, GCI. And it's not the, the I'm wonderful. I mean, every day I look up as a matter of fact, and I'll share with you all too, guess what? Uh, I have anxiety in the moment that I don't wake up and listen before I get on a call the spring. It's like, okay, I have anxiety. Every call, I have anxiety. If you don't have anxiety before every sales meeting, if you don't have anxiety, healthy anxiety before every appointment, everything that you do, then you need to quit because it's not important to you. 
it's not important enough and you're not reaching enough because expectations aren't high enough. So I do one-on-one -on -one coaching with an elite group of about 80 to 100. People say it's insane. Well, I don't know how insane it is to be able to talk to 100 of the best operators in the world. We have eight of the top, four of the top five REMAX teams in the world. My group that I coach one-on-one -on -one averages about 450 million sales volume. So it's teams, team leaders, broker owners, managers, upwards to some with 3,000 transactions a year. Then what I did finally in expanding this, I took Cheplac Select, which is still all under the Cheplac Live brand. And, and I grabbed the only coaches that I will hire in my Cheplac Select coaching are people that coach with me one-on-one. -on -one. And so that's just, I'm really just keeping it at that level. And so that's my Cheplac Select one-on-one -on -one coaching coach with one of my coaches or Cheplac Live is with me. And okay. so that's, that's how that operates. And then I do a couple events myself a year and, and my events that I do under that brand are putting them across the stage for two days. And I don't know, I think a lot of people like watch an average half a billion dollar, you know, performers go across the stage. Um, then Agent Academy. Agent Academy is uh, has very very similar coaching environment for with team leaders, but these aren't people that typically coach one on one with me. We do have one, I think, or two. But then we've also got a so that's our platinum coach, and then we have an accelerator coaching. That's for more of the up and coming. You know, you've got to be doing a million, twenty million, yeah, a minimum of twenty million. So there's a coaching program there. We've got training for all the business silos up in Agent Academy, really at a platinum level, but all can come in. We do the ISA playbook. We do the operations playbook. We do the sales manager manifesto. And then we do recruiting and leadership event. Then when we go into the sales environment of it, we just, with Bill now, which we're so grateful um, to have on board with us, uh, we've got a sales velocity 12-week program that we'll be launching well. This is the first that's going out there public. So here we go. All right. Uh, big announcement, we, guys. Yeah, big one. <laughs> uh, we will be doing a three-day sales mastery live in-person course. Um, so it'll be for individual agents or teams to bring their people in. And then Bill will have coaching under that. So that's the two businesses. And, and the really neat thing, you know, people say, well, geez, Louise, John, but what about, you know, I mean, you look at partnerships and you look at, well, what if someone wants to coach here or coach there? You know, it's pretty neat. You know, Dan and I have been friends for four years and I want to share this with people because I think it's important uh, because it's the behind the scenes stuff is um, there's challenges with where that person come from, where this person come with from and where, you know, all this. Uh, Dan and I have only argued about money once. Well, we've probably argued about it 10 or 12 times. But the one thing is, you know, on that deal, your people did more. So I'm going to go outside the partnership agreement and you're going to get more on that one. Yeah. <laughs> those are, our, you know, those are our arguments, right? Dan's, Dan's um, uh, certainly in the EXP brand, very, you know, all of our training is brand agnostic. We've got all, we have every brand in the room in Nashville. Yeah. Um, but we did, an, we did an EXP event uh, last July. And we have our financial relationship in the business agreement. And I said, you know, you're getting this much more. Why? Because that was your audience. You, well, no, I go, no, discussion's over. Because my person over here does the accounting. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't count someone else's money, my mother taught me that. Don't count other people's money. Count the lives you impact. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not saying be naive. But, but just really, if you just focus on the mission, the purpose of more than you ever could have imagined. As I listen to you talk about that, John, I think, I just think abundance mentality, you know, so many people live in scarcity and if you can shift that to abundance, it changes your world. Well, it does even, you know, I watched Dan do it and he didn't have to do it. But if anyone were to reach out to them and say, can I see your PL? Yeah. Just like that. Like he put it up on, and he didn't promise that. I mean, he didn't, we do the operations playbook. There is his real time profit and loss thing. Everything. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, what happens is you become a vacuum 
you know, people call it a magnet. No, I call it a vacuum. When you open yourself up like that, it's just, wow. It's yeah. like you take down this wall versus we put this, well, I'll show you this or I'll show you that. And it's, um, but I hope if anything, um, I mean, I hope there's a few things in our discussion that people get, but, but if, if you can capture that, listen, there are no secrets. Look at Wall Street. Isn't there, aren't there earnings public, you guys? Yes, <laughs> right? they have to be, that, right? Right, is that bananas? But mine's a secret because I'm superstar real estate team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. The one thing, the one thing I find that I really love about this industry, though, people, especially since I got into it about seven years ago, people are more and more and more willing to share because, because I think everybody knows, like, it's one thing to know and to hear what to do, but it's another thing to execute. And it's like, I mean, I, I see Spring share with people in our market, right? This is what you need to do to grow your business. Are they going to execute? You know, hopefully they do. But anyway, the fact that you're willing to open up and share, I just think, you know, that's that's what's going to drive your your world forward as well. well so that's a good old principle, though, too. And it's a cliche, but it's, you know, it's not cliche if you put it into action, strive for it. And by no means, it's a perfection here. I'm striving. And my goodness, what do I have to live for if I've got it all figured out? But, you know, to keep what I have that that is is good in my life. I've got to give it away and to get more of what I have in my life. I've got to give it away and give it to other people. Yeah, it's a great principle. So John, you, you just had an event in Nashville. Yeah. What was this event? Tell us about this event. Sure. It's the uh, recruiting. I'd call it really my flagship in, in, in my wheelhouse. Uh, it's the recruiting sales management and leadership playbook. And so you know, I probably, and I always apologize to people uh, because, you know, we just want to over deliver. Um, I pack in probably a week in, in two days, but, but the whole foundation of it is the foundation of what really allowed me to be successful as a leader because of the mentors that all came before me. Sure. I had to seek the knowledge and I had to do the work, but but I listened and, and, and the bottom line is it, it, it's based on that we are not in the real estate business. We are in the human resource, human development, human attraction business, end of discussion. It's based on the fact that you're amazing software that, that uh, my, my clients rave about, the industry raves about. Who cares if you don't have people? You, you've right. got the best sales manager on the planet, the best leads. My leads are unicorn leads. Who cares if you don't have the people? So, so, but we weave, I try and weave, I don't try. I mean, that, that's my focus. I weave all three of those in recruiting, sales management, and then leadership. And so we take people through the, a big part of it, you know, is, is breaking some myths that are out there mm -hmm. uh, because I think they're, they're, they're old school teaching things of um, recruit to your culture. I mean, there's just some little things that people teach that are so backwards. Recruit to your culture, okay? And, and, and you've probably heard someone say that before. Well, wait a minute. Let's do an inventory of your culture. Tell me everything that's wrong with it. And now ask me, you know, do we want to recruit to that? No, we want to recruit to a subculture. So getting that mindset shift, because to grow, you have to constantly be evolving your subculture to move people, especially independent contractors, that is basically you're in the cat herding business when you lead independent contractors, yeah. like to come with top down leadership with them. Good luck. You've got to evolve it from the bottom up. And the best way to change standards is to bring, you've got 40 people that aren't acting the way you want to. Great. Bring in 20 with a different standard. You've changed the environment by 50%. And I'll guarantee you they'll shift because this group of 20 will start outperforming them. So it's, it's dispelling some myths, but with um, true facts behind it, because I did it as a leader and then many yeah. of my clients are doing it. So it's supporting people to know that, um, you know, doing the simple math and, and understanding that, you know, recruiting is an inside out job. Getting people to understand just some of my basic, most basic principles 
that you can't make someone productive. You can only facilitate a condition for them to choose to be productive. Right. Which are flips, but yet they're yeah. selling to people on that. And then, you know, and, and just going to some quick silos to it. Then the other part is, is really the basis of it's easier to get people. I think it's easier to get people. It's tougher to keep them understanding that money doesn't keep people. It's, it's deep psychological and emotional bonds that come to community, that come to belonging, that come to actually what most leaders are afraid of, asking someone to volunteer and contribute without compensation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's, that's kind of the overview of what it is. And then, and then we, you know, we take, there's a lot of art in this though. You know this, you run an organization. I mean, the art is the human beings, the science, certainly we understand that. So it's, Really what I, I think I'm, I'm most proud of it is, is dovetailing the art and the science of this business together so that leaders can feel armed. Because I think what I've learned is there, well, and you know, you're, you're, you have a solution for the challenges that they have with human beings. Right. Really, right? Right. I mean, I mean, the, the three things you just mentioned, recruiting, sales management, leadership, those are the three things that, I mean, by streamlining and automating their business, that's what we are empowering these team leaders to do. If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. Yeah, our, our alignment is 100%. I mean, we, we see things the same way. One of the things you, you have experienced, John, maybe a little bit of your background, people don't know, but my understanding is you've run brokerages, you've run, run regions. And as I look at these team leaders, like coming from that background, you know how important individuals are, right? Adding the human capital to your organization. A lot of team leaders, I think, are afraid to add, to get beyond the 10, the 15, and then the 30, and then the 50, and they can't even comprehend a hundred agents in their organization. You know, it's like, it's going to be so much work and they don't, they don't understand that it's not right. If you have the systems in place. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts around that? Cause I, I see that with team leaders all the time. And I mean, we, we have 2,800 teams on our platform now, and it's just a, you know, I see it all the time. You've got a you've got a, a view behind the curtain more than I do with that. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it's a lot of things. And what a really really great question because I think it'll really help people. Some people, quite frankly, and I don't know, I might get kicked out. I know I won't. She's great. You know, we're so similar. My significant other, real estate PTSD can happen. Yeah, people can go, uh, and she dealt with that for up until two years ago. And nice thing with her, piss her off, she'll outperform all eight of the people that were on her team the next year, and she did. (laughs) You know, I bet Springs probably that same mentality too, right? Okay, fine, but but that there's a lot of it is, and I don't know if you've seen this, a lot of it's a a traumatic experience they've had in growing the team. Yep. They, uh, you know, she was number one or number two team in the state for years for, for uh, a Remax. And one day it all came, like everyone gone. Uh-huh. Like, and so, so part of it is that some people, many never get over that. That's one. Number two, you'll have people that'll build to that eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, whatever it may be, but they'll have heard about that story. So they're just, so they're just kind of doing, they're doing this one. And, but how they do this one is they go, but I'm going to keep knocking off a half a million bucks selling some houses. So I'm safe. Uh-huh. So, so I, I think that's a really, really big one. The, the second now, now watch this. I'll go a little bit deeper with it. And it is, you'll see a lot of, um, imposter syndrome unbelievable yes they, right it's like i'm not that i'm just a because you know what they do i'm just they're, i'm just a real estate agent they judge themselves mm-hmm. and they don't right. how do they how do they shift in the mindset from being a real estate agent to a business owner and that's that's what i see the biggest challenge too is how do they get themselves out of production because so many so many have not been able to figure that one out Right. Where I go to, um, and it's it's a simple principle, 
when I'm looking at that work, because I'll have people that have come to me, I've been stuck, I've been sitting here forever. There's two parts to it. Number one, because here's the other thing though, but you've got to step through that doorway of fear. Go get in the room, and, and there's plenty of them. This isn't about my room. Go get in a room where you know you don't belong. And here's what I mean, because I did that too. I remember paying 40, 50,000 wiring money in to this mastermind. I only met twice a year. And when I came in, you had to introduce yourself and there's only 50 people in the room. And they said, so tell us about you. I said, I'm the best damn salesman on the planet. And they're like, you egomaniac. And there's nine digit revenue people in there. Okay. Right. This is what do you mean? Because I sold your asses on letting this kid in the room. <laughs> and they laughed. Yeah. So, so, so my point being is I get the privilege of being here today because I walked into rooms where where I didn't belong, they would say, you do belong. That's something you create. That's number one. And, and listen, I'd endorse any coaching company. Just if, you, if you've got a relationship in a coaching company or know someone, someone, jump into their room that you feel you do not belong because here's what's going to happen. What, what you have talking to that agent is, is you need to see that the person that's doing it is no different than you. Mm -hmm. You need yep. to see that the person that is doing this massive, massive numbers, like has the same problems that, that you do. You need to see that all this stuff that you see out there. Oh, my goodness. It's a mess back there, just like me. So, mm -hmm. so I think that's where, you know, when we talk about everything has its duality. Get in the rooms with the smart people. Yeah, I'll get smarter. Get in the rooms. It's like my mentor said to me, you had a 5,000 Asian company says, pay more attention to what I don't do right. <laughs> yeah. Notice those things. Cause I want you to see that I've been able to do this, but I screw up along the way and it's okay. So, so that's number one, get in those rooms. But most importantly, I want you to look at not from a place of judgment, but from a place of relatability. Oh my gosh, they're not that different than me. They just took the next right action step. Now, going, going deeper with it, I think that um, here's the thing to look at, and, and it's very interesting. It, and it's like my mentor or said to me is uh, when I came into, I went from having 100 agents in a real estate office to 100 offices with our trademark licensed companies and owned companies. It's like, uh, hello, scared, is to go to the next level, your studies, your commitment needs to be inside, not out. I will tell you this, like my leaders that have been or were stuck, I didn't give them real estate knowledge. Think about this, ladies and gentlemen. When you're at that point and you've got seven, eight, nine people, even five people, you know, uh, you probably know how to sell real estate. And you probably know how to sell a lot of it. But now what you're looking at is how do I interact and understand human beings? Well, you've got to study that stuff. Like, for example, my clients, uh, Dan Beer, you know, most people would hear this. And he said it on stage at the Operations Playbook. <laughs> we were doing that. My number one business leadership book is The Heart of the Soul by Gary Zukoff. People are like, what? Well, because you're moving humans. Here's the thing I want you to get, you guys, because what you're, what you're probably getting caught up in is and not is, oh my gosh, more transactions. You know, how, how do I handle all that? But you're also thinking more people. The only way you can handle more people is to understand people better. And the first person you need to understand is yourself. I promise you that's the breakthrough. You need to, you need to, to talk to the people that are um, where, you're, where you want to be. And, stop, and, and here's my other kicker for you all is this, how to get through it. Stop asking him, what did you do to get there? It's the worst question on the planet. Ask them to please tell you every challenge they had to overcome personally and professionally to get there. Yeah. And, if you, and if you pay really close attention, if you look at whether it's the internet marketers we respect or the internet marketers that are kind of douchey, <laughs> but pay attention to one thing they do. They all share that struggle. And what that struggle will do for you is it, it will be a gateway. So, but here's what I would say is real simple principles that I give to, to someone to overcome that trust equals capacity. There's a couple of things and control equals fear. Those two, if I had my silver bullet magic pills, when I'm working with a leader, trust equals capacity. 
right now you don't have capacity because you don't trust and now this is where it gets even worse you know the problem is when you don't trust others it means you don't trust yourself so now we get to go deeper there so that's just some thought-provoking stuff for people to look at and then when you're trying to control people everywhere you're controlling people is fear and so what you're doing is you're actually the ceiling but my simplest one is everything that you can do to work on your interpersonal. I mean, listen, you can go read Scale Up. You can go get Rocket Fuel. You can go on EOS. It all is awesome. But you'll still be paralyzed if you don't go here mm -hmm. and start yeah. here in understanding what in your heart, because the heart chooses, the mind justifies. Get out of your head. If you want to lead, that's the thing. Your cap is here. The heart sends more messages. A lot of people don't know this. The heart sends more messages to the brain than the brain does to the heart. And think about this, folks, if you really want to grow. And because people will ask and they'll say, like people even ask, tell me about Chip Black's coaching. And they'll say, well, it's hard to explain because it's not dot to dot because human beings are dot to dot. But a lot of people don't understand. And, and really, if they can hold on this one, it'll help them really get a control, not a control, but a better understanding of self than to lead others. You know, ladies and gentlemen, think about this. When you go on stage, if you get nervous or if you're on a ledge, your, 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 your body reacts and your palms get sweaty. If I'm watching a TV show and so, or a movie and someone's on a ledge, my, my hands get sweaty. Well, watch this, you guys. What happened before that? Your heartbeat started going fast and your heart sends messages. It keeps hormones in the heart to keep it in rhythm so the brain doesn't function. I mean, it's weird stuff, but... I don't know, man. Yeah. When we focus there, we're winning. Uh, you know, about 15 years ago, I had a life coach, business coach that helped me understand I was living here and not here. And like major breakthrough to, yes. to get through that. Um, yeah. And, and look, I have something. I mean, you, I have don't, some... you don't just go to 2,800 freaking users, teams. I mean, the, the 0.01% of our industry here, I, I'm sorry, you can't, you can't endure. And so you, you see it right here. You, and, and we all know it. The heart chooses, the mind justifies. You're in your head, so you're not able to choose. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, another important thing you said, John, I mean, it's, it applies to me. I, I'm always saying, okay, this is where my company is today. This is the vision I have, right? It's up here. It's changing this industry forever. Who do I need to be as a person to make that happen? And constantly working on me so that I can lead that organization to that level, right? Because I can't do it if I'm not growing. The number one ceiling is, is for the leaders is personal development. It is not a it is not a new lead source. It is not, listen, do you need your tech stacks and, 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 and all the framework in place? But if you don't grow yourself, the leader's the lid every time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well said. I want to, I want to shift gears for just a minute. We are in a, you know, we're in this world of this industry used to have seven to eight year life cycles, you know, where it would, bounce and now we've been through two of those life cycles without any drop yep and now all of a sudden you know we we're in this world of inflation being at an all-time high therefore there's really no way to shift that without interest rates rising what kind of impact i mean i i have friends in the mortgage industry that are terrified right now what kind of impact is this going to have on the real estate industry? And what do I need to do if I'm a business owner in this space to be ready for this? Super good. And you can imagine this conversation is, is happening daily um, in, in my coaching calls. So I don't know that I'm smart enough to be an economist and, and I didn't do a whole bunch of schooling on those type of things. What, what I always did, and first of all, I'd share to everyone, um, but then I'll go from, from my perspective. You can't just go here. Remember this, ladies and gentlemen, you're not in, in, a con in an inventory economy. You're not an interest rate economy. You're in an action economy, period. Your economic situation is based on your actions or lack thereof. I'll give you really, really quickly to my economic insulator business plan for a real estate agent. Put me into any marketplace, no matter what, knock a hundred doors, call a hundred people a day, five days a week. 
you'll do fine anywhere. And you want to know what's so funny is people say, well, you know, okay, fine. No, no, no worries. You don't have to agree with me. What I've quoted, it'll be great to see because I love to go back. 20 to 25% of the agents are going to get cleaned out of the business. 100%. That is going to happen. I think that the marketplace is going to slow down. I just, I just do. That's just my opinion. I was talking here in, in Baton Rouge with uh, my fiance's team. They're in a lower average price, 250, 300. Interest rates impact them great because they move out of, of buying power a lot easier than I think some of the higher price range people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I think that it's going to require that. Here's what it's going to. So I I think the industry is going to get cleaned out 20 to 25%. I think that the bad news is good or bad news, depending on who you are. I think that the big branded teams are going to win bigger than they ever have. They are positioned broker owner managers. And I've got many that are clients that are doing well. You better try and catch up to these teams that have passed you up. It's undeniable. And I may make someone upset and I'm not trying to make someone mad. Please challenge me. If you watch this, you hear this because what I'll do is I'll say, okay, well then how come these 60 agents closed 1,983 transactions? Well, they by least doesn't matter. It's a result. And by the way, they're retaining 25 to 30% more on that dollar than you. So I think it's going to be a high turnover. I think that uh, you're going to see 20, 25% out of this business. I think that broker owner managers need to, if you had a recruiting number for the year, you need to double that recruiting number. The reason you need to double that recruiting number is because the work that's going to be required is already required. Sorry, you don't get to be MLS agent anymore. See, See, the most of you with love, and this is what I'm saying to my clients and to their agents, okay, and and their long-term relationships, um, sorry, the day of here come the leads. Be a good little boy or girl in the database. We're going to slap your hand a little bit because you're not reaching out enough. And we're going to bring you back again and bring you back again. MLS, it's going to do its work. Work on your driveway conversation. Follow up more and you make 100 grand. Sorry, bad news. The MLS ain't doing its work anymore. You need to go out and be the MLS. You need to go out and create off-market opportunities. And I'm telling you this. It's this is cliche again. Yeah. A couple different pieces to it. It's called back to basics, number one. And number two, it's called, and this is the truth, the greatest opportunities for business growth happens in changing and challenging times. I think I'd mentioned that when we were talking earlier. Mm-hmm. Because it's gonna happen. 90% of you won't do it. Here, let me give you this is interesting. You know, one of my uh, top teams, she was number two in the world, Remax last year. Amazing operator. Part of their onboarding, ladies and gentlemen, this is a, a multi-million dollar marketing budget, supplies a ton of leads. And guess what? Day three, new agents, they go out door knocking with a mentor. Period. So I think an, an outbound versus their been, yeah, there's still going to be leads and leads, but he or she who has the inventory wins. Right. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a very, very challenging time for, well, not challenging because I think it, they'll find a new career. 100%. I think it's the tale of three agents. Group one will be out. Group two, their business will be on life on a lifeline doing CPR. Group three is going to be saying, but it's going to be a small group. They're saying, this has been unbelievable. I did what others wouldn't. I started telling, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, too, leaders that are watching this, You need to change your interview. Number one, you need to go re-interview your 30 to 40 or 50 or how many ever people are on your team. You need to go re-interview them because the way you hired them and what you told them they needed to be doing isn't the same anymore. That's right. They're going to wait for listings. And here's the really good news. Here's where your opportunity is. But this comes back to what we shared earlier. You've got some OGs that are paralyzed. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm zooming into the team. They're paralyzed, right? Well, how do you change them? You bring in the new people and you let the new people know, and this is your interview. You're in the most opportune time in history. Imagine doing something a certain way, eight to nine or 10 years and making a lot of money. And all of a sudden you got to change. It's not human nature. You don't know any different. I'm going to show you different. And if you'll do different, you're going to win. I'll give you an example of this, John. So, you know, I talk to team owners all the time and there are a large group of them, especially our customers that are just like, doubling their business every year right now right i mean 
just killing it. And then there are some that are like, just it's all right here in their heads, right? Inventory is, there's no inventory. You know, there's too many people bidding on these. Like, sure, there's no inventory. There's more home selling than have ever sold in the history of real estate, but there's no inventory because they're selling in a day. There's still inventory. It's just oh, yeah. not there very long, right? So anyway, it's just it's just interesting to see how that little shift can completely from the leader, right? That little shift in what they believe can make their business go through the roof or or they're just going to die. It's it's all choice. It is yeah. really, really choice. Yep. Yeah. So I, I did want to ask you this. So you just talked about these teams accelerating over brokerages. I say this all the time and, you know, I'm sure a lot of brokerages hate me because of this, but I believe that the traditional brokerage is going away. I think that, uh, and when I say that, I mean, there's always going to be brokerages, but a brokerage needs to change the way they run and operate their business to mirror what teams are doing or they're in trouble. That's my opinion. How do you feel about that? And, and if you look at the independent brokerages, that's already happening. The independent brokerages are already doing those things. Let me give you a yes and no. And our yes is very congruent, 100%. Here, let me give you my no. No, because the ones that will really apply and get capture and are good business operators, they're ancillaries, like a true, you got all kind. you know this, all, all I do more is, no, I'm talking about my broker owners that I work with that are very, very few that their mortgage is seven digits plus, mm-hmm. right? Yep. The title is seven digits plus, but guess what? That's not the traditional brokerage. I'm sorry. In, 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 in any broker owners that are sitting out saying, oh, yes, it is. I have it. Good. Show me the P&L. Yeah. Show me the P&L. You're not an operator. You're, 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 you're embarrassing. You're, you're well, embarrassing. You're pretending. Just the fact of what you just said, that their mortgage and title businesses are seven digits plus, that means they're not running their business like a traditional brokerage. A traditional brokerage, in my opinion, has no influence on getting people to use their ancillaries. So they've already made the shift if they've got those businesses, in my opinion. Oh yeah, see now, and, and here's here's who's going to stay around. But but here's what it's been though too. And I'll eighty to ninety percent of typical brokerages that make a profit, it's because the if you took the owner off the sales floor, guess what? There'd be no profit. That's not a business. That is not a business. And so it's been gone. But but like like it's history. When, when these teams, you're, the teams are out recruiting the branch they work in, the brokerage they work in, agents are understanding and seeing investment return. Oh, but they're splits. Well, no, but see, here's the thing, shallow thinking. Well, I give them a 75 or an 80 or 90. Well, guess what? My time's worth more. I'll take a 50 all day long because I'm not having to invest the dollars and my time to generate that person. You've put the lift and haul on that. Actually, my net net at the end of the day, if I value my time, is greater in that situation. Now, um, so my answer to you, oh, they're in trouble. Yeah, they're in trouble. I mean, yeah. if you want to do it for a hobby and have a place to hang your license and and sell a bunch of real estate, great. But boy, I tell you, nah, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. But yet, I've got I've got mine. I work with. They're doing really, really well. But guess what? Mortgage title. I mean, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, I think I think we're on the same page as far as you know that you've got the twenty five percent of the agents are going to disappear. And the brokerages that don't shift are going to disappear. They're going to end up going working for a team. Oh my yeah. God, I'm terrible. Can you? <laughs> I yeah. had to say it. And I and, and, and brokers listen to it. You know, listen. Not everyone's going to love what I say, but 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 sometimes we need to have that little zinger and go. Oh, you might be right. I I, I better wake up or make some changes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the reality is, you just need to be running your business like a business. And if if you're if you're not doing that, you're you're in trouble. So, John, I could I could spend hours here with you, but we're out of time. So I want to ask you just last question. Yeah. Well, two things. Number one, what is your last like? What is the most important advice you could give to somebody right now? And you've given tons of advice already, so you may not have something that comes to mind. 
And then the second thing, I just want people to know how they can best get a hold of you. Sure. Uh, the single most important thing to do is to be um, self-serving, not self-centered. And, and here's what I mean. I'm sure, you know, your audience is a lot of leaders and mine is too. And, and there's this thing in you that, that really wants to, to, to help other people. And the mistake we can make, especially the amazing, you know, alpha women that we work with. I mean, you've got this thing inside you that is um, from being, you know, empathy and, and, and the power of, of a woman is take care of yourself first, period. It's non-negotiable, especially the women in business. Take care of your health and your wellness First, be self-serving, not self-centered. Because one of the biggest breakthroughs I've found for leaders and, and, and even in parents and uh, my significant other leaves the house at four, spring. I mean, we'll have to hang out sometime. They're the same. Um, 4.40 a.m., she's out the door. She's working out every day and running a business. Take care, whoever you are, take care of your health, wellness, your nutrition, your being before anyone and everything. Otherwise, you're you're being self, you're not even going to show up as the best version of yourself. Period. That's my number one. Want to change your outer world, got to change your inner world. Uh, I can be cheplacklive.com or my personal Facebook page. I tell everyone my personal John Cheplack personal Facebook page, it's a business website, it's a hangout, but uh cheplacklive.com is uh, a good place to go hang out too, man. Yeah, you can just go search Chet Black. You're going to find him. So uh, anyway, John, thank you so much for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. Tons and tons of valuable content for our listeners. So thank you. And uh, everyone, thanks for listening to the show. And we will catch you again next week. Have a good one, John. Thanks, brother. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, go to sisu.co, S-I-S-U dot C-O. Make sure that you use the coupon code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your setup fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the real estate growth mindset on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.